0: What's up, football fans? Welcome to Role Models, the number one fantasy football podcast for the Andrew Locke Retirement League. I'm your host Chip Setterfield, joined as
1: always by my co-host Brian Wolfe. Welcome, everyone. I hope everyone had a had a good week. Some people had uh, better weeks than than others, but that's okay. Uh, so, in this episode, we'll uh, do the usual news and notes. And uh, for our uh, weekly special, we're going to be doing a little bit of uh, waiver wire pop-offs and some, uh, some sleepers that might be available out there. All right, let's get it.
0: Now for some news from the league. The collusion continues. First of all, Mitchell and Peter talking about collusion openly was not addressed by you, Mr. Commissioner. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I thought it was addressed. I mean, we we mm-hmm. talked about them in the uh in the pod and they once I found or once I realized they were doing it more for fun and all that and for the uh for the show, kind of pulling a little bit of a of an AB out there. I let it go. I thought it was uh I thought it was tasteful and that they didn't cross any actual boundaries, so that's why I didn't really uh, speak up too much about that.
0: There's a saying for this. You can't spell subtext without butt sex. That's all I'm going to
1: say. (laughs) I mean, as good of a point as that is, I think you're just upset because uh, because of something that happened to you that isn't collusion worthy, but I'll let you continue on that one.
0: The collusion continues even more. I propose a rule change which seems perfectly viable. If somebody doesn't play a certain position, they are docked a singular point for it. So if it's a blowout, they don't have to play anybody. But if they're only up by half a point going into Monday night's game, they still have to play somebody, which I think is a great rule. Chris still would have won our game. It had nothing to do with the fact that I was losing by only a point going into Monday, and he pulled his defense. He still would have won by, like, 23 points. So it doesn't even matter. I think it's a good rule.
1: I mean, if you really, really feel that heated about it, we can put it up for a vote. I don't particularly know how we enforce that unless I look at everyone's lineup after each week and make sure every position is played. I Are guess I could do that. Not? I mean, that's not a hard-wired rule in there, but, yeah, I could do that. All right, I'll, I can put it up for vote if you really feel that passionate about it.
0: I do. I, just, I, I would like to plan campaign a little bit more and uh then i'll then i'll have you put it up for a vote you know what i mean
1: all right yeah put the put the word out there see if you can actually get some followers for this one
0: all right and then other news aj gave up on daniel jones picking up matt stafford instead so i think that's proof that aj listens to this podcast which i i think he's told me that he does but Uh, That's what we suggested last week. Somebody should pick up Matt Stafford because he was 7th overall. I think he's still in the top 10. I don't think he's number 7 anymore, but still in top 10. I mean, like it or not, the Detroit Lions have some garbage time where he puts up some stats, and he's normally a viable quarterback year year in and year out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not a sexy pick, but it'll get you through for sure. And Daniel Jones, as much as I... uh, Love to hear of the rookie success. He's going up against New England. I don't think he has much success this week. So that was a that was a good move on Juice's part. He's a uh, he's on the up and up too. Look at him, tied with us for two and three. Yeah, I mean that's not
0: saying much, but it is. That, it is two weeks in a row that he's won.
1: I know he's a uh, he's heading in the right direction. Um, speaking of people who need to be heading in the right direction, Brendan, dude, I my heart goes out to you. You spent so much money on Wayne Gallman. And the first week, he paid off in dividends. Got you like 26 or 27 points. Won you the week. This week, literally five minutes into the game, Gallman goes down and gets a concussion and is probably out for two weeks. So, feels bad, man. There's uh, there's still some hope, albeit small, on the waiver wires. So, keep Keep going, dude. I know you're uh, struggling for running backs right now, but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there that uh, that is probably the most unfortunate thing I've seen in a while.
0: That is a pretty tough look. All right, put yourself in his shoes. You just lost Gallman. Do you reach out and get the third string running back for the New York Giants on a Thursday night
1: game against New England? I personally wouldn't because I think there are other better options on the on the waiver wire this week. The reason I don't like that move is because it's New England. Now, granted, New England hasn't had a great track record of playing good teams. However, I wouldn't qualify the Giants as a good team. So I think I think the uh, New England defense holds steady as ever against them tomorrow, and probably probably holds them. I'd say. They might hold them to under 200 yards in that game tomorrow.
0: Mm, I could I'm not confident about that. Our weekly thing this week is waiver wire pop-off potential. We love alliteration. Oh, as always. So the first one we'll talk about is, well, I think it's your point.
1: Yeah, no, I got you. All right, so we're going to start things off with Brandon Bolden. Now, he's not really a big guy out there, but last week he got himself some 10 points against Washington, and he's on to England, which is rolling right now, and they're playing the Giants, which haven't had a good defensive stand this year. Um, my point is, though, is that Brandon Bolden, he might be a sneaky start this week, depending on if uh, Rex Burkhead plays or not. Now, he's a pretty conditional play because of that, but I think if Rex Burkhead is out, and you'll find out by tomorrow if he is or not, I think he'd be a, I think it'd be a start if you're in desperation right now. So sort
0: of staying in New England, are you in full panic mode with Sonny Michel? No, I'm not in panic mode at all. I'm putting him in this week. Are you really? Yeah. Dude, I feel
1: like they're not using him. Like they should be using him. I. I'm figuring out how they're using him. I don't like it, and he's very much going to turn into a week-to-week play, which, again, sucks. That's not what I drafted him for. But I think he—I think he's a viable option when you have one of the three running backs out for the week. And, again, it sucks, but it's a reality I've come to know with him, unfortunately. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: All right, well, moving on to another running back that I think could be a legit play off the waiver wire this week is Adrian Peterson. Now, I spent a lot of time this week thinking about whether or not to pick up Adrian Peterson. Is he 30 something? Yeah, I think so. Did he beat his kid back in the day? Yeah, we don't talk about that anymore. Is he a legitimate play? I have no idea. They fired their head coach, Jay Gruden, over there in Washington. And now you don't really know how the new regime will run it. Funny enough, the guy who's taking over was the guy who took over um, when Jay's brother John lost his job as a head coach. Um, so you have seen this guy as an interim head coach. Did he run the ball a lot? Not particularly, but you don't really know how he's going to play things. So,
1: And even better, they play Miami.
0: They do play Miami, so it's a juicy matchup. Is Adrian Peterson about to pop off for 300 yards and two touchdowns? Maybe. Am I taking my shot on him? Still maybe.
1: (laughs) You don't feel good about it, but it might work. It might work. Yeah. All right. Moving on to, again, someone not as spicy, but, you know, he might actually come to fruition. Um, A little-known player, but his name is Reggie Bonifin. And uh, plays for Carolina. And last week, I think he got like 16 points or something like that. The reason I say he might be a viable option is because uh, McCaffrey got injured last game. And uh, to this point, he has not practiced. So, yikes, was held out today with a back injury. Um, So, yeah, he, Reggie Bonifant, if McCaffrey goes out, is a plug-and-play start against a Tampa Bay defense that has struggled against the run. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Tampa
0: Bay is all kinds of bad all over the place. It's definitely a rebuilding year for them, and their defense is kind of where it starts. So mm-hmm. I, I like that play. And you're right, it is super dependent on whether or not Christian McCaffrey is in, but I, I like it a lot. Sticking with running backs, we have way too many of them on the waiver wire. Yeah, Gus Edwards is is against Cincinnati, another bad defense matchup. So he's with Baltimore, and he could rush in two pitiful touchdowns, go for two and 30 yards, but against Cincinnati, he also might just be handed the ball to run down their throats again and again if they get up big early. So there's a couple ways that uh, Gus Edwards could be useful this week, but against the Cincinnati defense who is led by Dre Kirkpatrick, I think uh, it's probably a good play.
1: hmm it's, it's looking like a rough cause at this point. Yeah. And then segueing into one of my two starts of the week for maybe some wa- waiver wire pop-offs, and not your, tradi- not your traditional one, but it's a defense, two defenses to be exact, Miami and Washington. And, yeah, you can only play one, but... It sounds bad, and they play each other. So I think there's points to be had on both defenses. I would say that by the end of the day, both defenses could be north of 15 points if things go right. And I don't have that much confidence in either one of their defenses. That's just saying how bad each other's offense is, respectively.
0: Yeah, everyone knows Miami sucks this year, but Washington, with a coaching change and not knowing who their starting quarterback is, a lot of stuff is up in the air, and it can definitely add up to doing a real poopy.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you really want to take a flip of a coin, take one of those guys.
0: All right, headed back to the game of Cincinnati versus Baltimore. Alden Tate, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Is it going to be a hard pill to swallow to play Auden Tate? Yeah, probably, because he's the number two option on the Cincinnati Bengals. Not usually where you strike fantasy gold. But that being said, we have no wide receivers anymore. Erickson went out last week and is in concussion protocol. He was our third option. Auden Tate's our second option. And uh, Tyler Boyd's our first. Tyler Boyd's not bad. He's definitely a receptions over yardage kind of guy. But last week he popped off. Auden Tate didn't do bad last week. Got a few receptions and a touchdown himself. The guy behind him, is last; his last name is Willis, and he was an undrafted free agent who did well in the preseason. That's the only reason he's on the team. So the third option is a nobody. Auden Tate should see looks, especially if they're trying to catch up, which... Let's be honest. They'll be trying to catch up.
1: Mhm. Yeah, that's a that's a good look. Uh, gonna go off of on a tangent real quick here. Do you think AJ Green stays with the team after the trade deadline? I
0: don't know. Um, I think if Zach Taylor has anything to say about it, he'll send him off for draft picks. And they're trying to rebuild. It's kind of obvious. I mean, we haven't won a game yet, and. AJ could really help out a lot of teams throughout the league. And I think they could get a first round plus some for him. So I think they should deal him. But I don't know. AJ is a good guy. He's always been a good player for the Bengals. Never complained or anything like that. Hell of a wide receiver. I don't know. I I don't want to see him go. But at the same time, I don't think we're going to do anything even with him. So. I, I could definitely see them dealing him this year.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: All right, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast this week. Wolfie, you have any wise words of wisdom for the way out? Oh, do I.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the air is getting a little colder. The leaves are starting to change. I think you all know where I'm going with this. It's cuffing season. It applies to real life. It also applies to football season as well. And the reason I say that is because now is the time of year where people start getting hurt. So those uh, promising people that are waiting in the wings, such as uh, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, and the like, they could be called into action on a moment's notice. And you don't want to be left out of that. So that's my advice for the week take a look on those waivers see who's the uh second up on a lot of teams especially when it comes to running backs and see if you got the room to stash them for now because they may be worth their weight in gold in the future wait so what was the real life thing it's coughing season